Hello everyone, it's Sarah, and I'm in Sarah's space again. This time, very crowded Sarah's space, joined by several of my former students recently graduated, and I'm delighted to have them all with me. Uh, guest, primarily, I guess, to talk about life as a young person, and as a dancing young person, and maybe just as a non-dancing young person. They're all nodding their heads. We're gonna get, <laughs> yeah, there's some laughter. We're gonna get a little bit out of the body language. It's just gonna take a while to warm up. But uh, all I'm basically gonna tell you is that they're all approximately 17 to 18 years of age. So those of you out there in the same age bracket, this'll uh, resonate with you. And those of you that aren't in that age bracket, listen, there's lots <laughs> to be learned. All right, so women, I thought we might start this off with uh, possibly just venturing into dance experiences that you've had in this past year that you can say have left a mark of some sort on you, whether it be positive or negative, and what that means to you, it's hard to know right now because you're not past that academic phase, but what do you think that will mean to you as you go out into the world, as you continue onwards? Whatever transpired in the past year, positive or negative, as a dancer, how do you feel that will affect you and carry you forward? Does anyone want to speak to that? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, in this last year, um, I think maybe most of us feel this way, but um, we've learned more about connecting with each other okay. and how it means more um, after you get off stage, it's more about how you felt about the dance and not how um, results come out. So we, I think we talk about it every time before we go on stage, but winning is an, an added thing. Right, And right. it's about building um, your group to a better place each and every time you dance. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. So I think uh, this year we've kind of tried to focus more on that mm -hmm. versus winning, which is great when it comes, but if it doesn't, then you need to realize that it's about your performance and not about what three people on a specific day decide how you dance. And if I might just speak to that, does that also, do you feel like that has helped perhaps burgeon self-confidence and sort of the sense of self, because you're all talking about this as being something that's occurring amongst you. This isn't about an adult on the outside or even just another person on the outside. Do you feel that as well? I think it just makes us feel supported right. in a very positive way Right. that we will always, because I think this year was one of the most positive dance years I've ever had. Oh, wonderful. With people, and I just think it supports us in letting us know that we have all these souls right. with us forever. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think if I might just sort of interject, it's kind of interfering with your own thoughts, but from the outside and from a much older perspective, that's a really wonderful way to go out in life because you're, mm -hmm. you're relying on your, your, you're developing the strength to say, you know what, the way I felt about that, that was okay. That was 100% valid. And I consulted, we did it as a team. So I consulted some of my team members and we all felt, Hey, that went really well. And we bonded and we, mm -hmm. maybe we reached a new height of sort of connectivity and it really, I hate to sound like I'm dismissing the whole concept of, of competition. Well, I kind of am. Um, I hate to say I'm dismissing the whole concept of having an evaluation or an adjudication or some sort of outside eye looking at what you've done. 
because that can have value for sure and validity. But I think it's most important how you come away from that, because that's because in life, if you go to the grocery store and have a really lovely conversation with the person at the till, you don't necessarily win a medal. But you might come away from that smiling for the rest of the day. And maybe that affects that person in the way they go home to, you know what I mean? It's that mm-hmm. sort of far reaching, the ripple effect, I believe. <laughs> so just because we kind of touched upon something in there, I feel as though I want to ask a little bit more about competition. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you, in, I have done an interview in the past with one of my former dancers who came also from a competitive studio and we we talked about what that means in the and she's a contempor- professional contemporary dancer but she also has an agent and she also does commercial work and so we were just talking about well what does that mean and which one does she which one does she identify more with and is she embarrassed in one world to admit that she's in the other world and vice versa and what did it mean for her to go from her competitive dance studio into the big world of professional training or professional dancing and I'm curious because you're not there yet in that big world, but you're right there looking at it from your vantage point. Would it, mm, do you feel as though all these competitions and all these multiple awards that I have witnessed you win <laughs> and glories that you fully deserved, do you feel like that's really, what does that say about you? What does that say about you and the rest of the world? Does it say anything? Do you care? What does it mean to you? I, I guess that's what I want to know. Competition? Well, just the whole experience. Let's be more... Yeah. Of it, I just, I, it's more the personal experiences that you've had. Because I don't want to say, oh, this is the experience I've seen you have, so tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to say, well, yes, yeah, Sarah, you've watched us do these competitions and come away with our various uh, accolades. Well, how do you feel about that? What does that mean to you? What do you... If, for instance, tomorrow you had an audition for a professional company... Would you say to them, last year I won fill in the blank? Absolutely not. No, okay. definitely no, not. Absolutely nothing. Would think... you want to say that I was a competitive dancer? No. I you... think yes. I, okay. I, I think I'd mention, mention it. I mentioned that I did compete and I was a high level competition kind of dancer. You right. a lot but I also think um, at the end of competitions, who got what award just really shows that they were they were the ones who impressed the judges most on that day. Right. So it's not even, it. none of these awards at local competitions really mean anything in the long run. Right. I think it just, it's a very, you did well on this day, so you get this award right. for this competition. It's nothing that really defines you or that studio or the pre- people you compete against at all. So you really. feel much more subjective about it. You can appreciate that subjective mm-hmm. viewpoint where you feel like, because I, the reason being is that I, I do sense that things are changing a bit in the dance world from a mm-hmm. teacher, a choreographer perspective. There's such a great emphasis on the results. Mm-hmm. And there's such a great emphasis on attending certain places because there's a, there's a decision that that will garner those great results. So thereby we want to be there because then everyone knows. And I'm not just saying that about studio directors. I know that I've heard parents talk and they say, oh, have you seen them on Facebook? They win. Or their website, did you see all their awards? Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, that says nothing about the young people. It says nothing about how they, gra- when they graduate, are they happy? Do they go back and visit their studio? 
with happiness in their hearts or do they avoid it for the rest of their lives? Or do they think about the time that they're emotionally, you know what I mean? I, I feel like that's what I'm curious about, how you feel. I appreciate what you've said so far, but I'm, I'm wondering this, the way this is changing and the way the emphasis upon competition and the word competition relating to dance. Oh, the hands are flying. Okay, so we're gonna have lots of, I'm gonna start work my way around. So please. I think, um, I think everybody would agree that this is the first year that we've seen such intense success okay. um, with our group pieces. And even though we really enjoyed experiencing those wins and those successes, I think the more times we won, the more we were pressured to win mm -hmm. again. I yeah. see, 100%. Yeah. And I see. I'm feeling that, <laughs> um, that there's more emphasis put on competition instead of performance now. Right. So when there isn't an award at stake, maybe we're not all doing this consciously, but we subconsciously don't think it matters as much right. when there isn't an award attached right. to it. So I think that's how it it impacts maybe us in our professional careers. Okay. That even happened too. Hmm? When we did a performance when there was no thing yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. We got off stage and we felt that was... That not nothing lack when right. we know there's something and then, at and the then, end. Yeah, and then we came off, we knew it wasn't great, but no one was necessarily disappointed because we were all just kind of... Because there was nothing at stake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were all just kind of laughing about it almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that was so bad. And then we just <laughs> went for triple O's right. and ate. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just a way of measuring. So almost. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a devil's advocate question then. In the professional world, of course, there are no awards. Well, rarely are there awards. And generally, one has to streamline into that. You know, you're going to enter a choreographic piece in a certain smaller competition in one city in the world or what have you. There are reviews. So there's reviewers that come and they usually come on opening night, which is so distressing. I can tell you from a professional standpoint, because opening night is usually the glitch night, as we call it. Uh, but apart from that, it's the audience, it's the way you feel, and it's whether or not your show is talked about. And is it mm -hmm. talked about so that next time the programmer or perhaps the theater says, can you come back? You know, we had this incredible sellout crowd, etc. Do you think that this competition world and the way it's structured and what you just related to me, do you think that's assisting that? Or do you think that's actually some sort of false reality where, well, it doesn't matter unless we're winning something. So does that mean that you, on opening night, when you know the reviewer is sitting in the audience, you'll all be amazing. But on the second, third and fourth night of the run, eh. Well, mm. it's kind of an awful mentality if you think about it. Yeah. I feel as though every time you go on stage, you should be putting your all into it, no matter what you get at the end. Or even if it's just a performance, it should be the best that you got. Right. And that you want to strive to be better the next time that you go on stage. It shouldn't just be a throw everything out on the table and not care about the outcome of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this competitive dance world is, uh, it's been around for a long time, but it's just gotten so prolific now. I actually, I was making a joke about it on the previous podcast that I thought I knew pretty much an idea of what competitions are out there but now that oh well exactly now i'm on facebook and i scroll down and not to mention that some of them are in other parts of canada or other parts of the north america or the world but i have no idea completely lost track no idea i mean i think there might be one every weekend in the oh, spring crazy. starting in february it's, it's yeah. a lot a and lot. and everybody's winning something and everybody's called the best or the top yeah. or the yeah. 
or a, a fancy medal then, or a champion. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they're adding all these platinum, yes. diamond, double different diamond medals kind of that are, stuff, and yeah. I don't mean M-E-D-A-L-S, I mean M-E-T-A-L-S. So now it's suddenly, okay, now we're a hard substance that comes out of the earth and costs a lot of money. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I feel, I feel a bit curious about that. I think that from, I know where I stand on it all, but how do you feel, say for instance, you start working on a piece at the beginning of the year with a choreographer who you do enjoy in an atmosphere that you do enjoy in a group that you enjoy. But for some reason, the piece isn't speaking to you yet. And possibly your first thought is, hmm, I'm not sure if this is a fantastic piece. Are you worried? Because you're already thinking about competition. We actually had this issue where we we performed it for the first time and we got a lot of negative Negative, feedback from it. People who were comparing it to the previous year and saying that they didn't think this uh, particular dance was going to do as well as um, a younger age or throw us off. Okay. It made us want to um, push harder and then just to prove those people wrong. I can understand that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hold on, I forgot how I was going to start this. That's okay. Um, <laughs> can I say something while you're thinking yes. about that? One one of the things that I can say is that from a choreographer's standpoint, it's a really difficult paradigm to work within. And I think even choreographers that are excessively skilled at it and familiar with it and experienced at it, having a two minute and 55 second piece have to fit in, you know, 16 to 22 dancers and they all, and you know, at the back of your mind, there's a small part of you that's trying to fulfill a certain quota of elements Mm -hmm. and a certain quota of, I don't want to use the word, but I'm going to tricks and a certain uh, quota of, you know, partnering and, Mm -hmm. and difficult such things. I, I feel, um, I basically tap out at that point. I must admit, I'm just not interested. I, it, it kills my heart. It makes me feel yeah. like I'm being fake. Not, not to say that I don't think about the quality of my pieces, but I don't think about them in relation to what's on the other end at a competition. Mm-hmm. I have I to say. I think that... I'm not really sure where I'm going to go with this. But That's I just okay. Wanna, <laughs> um, I think the part that is that was hard with hearing how the negative feedback was that we know that we were getting a piece to compete that piece and that we had negative feedback that probably meant to us that we weren't going to do well with that piece. And because the only reason they were choreographing on us was to compete it. That was the only uh, outcome outcome that really mattered. Right. And when we're younger, I know that for me, when I was younger, I didn't understand that I was competing. Right. I just thought, oh, this is fun. I'm dancing on stage. Yeah. But then as I grew older and then as I started to notice that there are people, there were placings, there were people beating me, there were people, there were studios that did better than others. Then I started to learn about how important right. some studios. She has air quotes around important. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> How important um, to some people and to studios the outcome is. Mm-hmm. So now I'm putting more and more pressure on myself as I, let's say, because we've all improved as we've grown. So every new year I put more and more pressure on myself to do better than last year right. because 
in, in the way of achievements. Right. So maybe I did improve this year, but let's say I didn't get as many awards or medals. Right. I don't think I have because right. that's the only way I've the been able... The benchmark isn't there. That's yeah. the only way I've been able to measure my success and right. improvement and ability over the years. I've We've grown up... That kills me. Sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't mean yeah. to win, but that <laughs> but is kind of killing me. we've grown up in me. the competition circuit. Yeah. So that's all we know. Right. But if, let's say, we grew, grew up just performing, I think that if... If we were in that situation where we had to dance that dance, but there was no possible outcome right. with it, we would have danced as we would have treated it as like any other. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> A like slipped out as any other performance because yes. we only knew that that competition didn't mean anything. So right. we would grow up just performing and just dancing to dance. Right. But because we been we have been thrown into. Um, these medals and these com- local competitions and conventions and all that, that's what we know. That's outcome is I'm going to come back to you, but there's one thing, because this was a, that, that was excellent. And it brought up a point for me that I really wanted to talk about, which was, so is that helpful for you or is that more helpful for the studio and the teacher and the choreographer? That way of thinking, that way of being raised in the dance world. Does anyone have anything to speak to with I think that? It creates a name for the studio. Yeah, mostly. it helps the studio, yeah. but I think it's. I mean, I know that sometimes, or I'm just gonna say all the time, it's damaging to me, right? Because when I am about to perform my solo, I'm already thinking right. subconsciously or consciously that how is this gonna go? If I do this well, I'll get first. If right. I do this well, I get a double diamond. If I don't, I'll, I'll, be, Sorry. I'll, be, I'll be last in my category. And, oh, and, my. Then I'll, and then I come home being very upset if I don't do well. And maybe it was a really good performance, but I can't focus on anything other than I got third. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's really... Damaging. I didn't mean to. I wasn't. No, no, laugh, no, no. I wasn't laughing at the heart behind it. It's the double diamond. No, that yeah. word, double it's, diamond, it really kills. I always think of a woman coming up with her engagement ring. Look, I got a double diamond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that good of a gonna, fiance. They're going to come out with next year 24 karat gold. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Sorry. I'm back to you. Um. Well, now going back to the dance, <laughs> you, it's really hard to dance to something that your heart is not a part of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I stopped competing a lot this year. Yeah. Um, because I felt that there was really no need. Right. Because I didn't really enjoy it. Right. I felt burnt out from when you were younger. Yeah, because we did a lot of competitions mm-hmm. at right. the studio when I was younger. <laughs> and so I had many, many cleanings for my solo. <laughs> Oftentimes, new things were being added in. Right. And I didn't... I have no idea what I'm saying right now. (laughs) Did that help or hinder? It hindered it. Okay. 100%. Because it just... The style from the original Mm -hmm. choreographer was so different. Right. It just was... It got molded into something else. It was just really weird. Right. And then I didn't know what to do about it. Right. Because... What can I say? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And then, and then I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so can I, can I ask, cause I'll, I'll help, I'll help you find, yeah. cause I know you had a point there yeah. is, is where you're going is basically saying that even pulling back from the sort of major 
a competition involvement and as far as a group dancer goes it affected you on the solo front because it became about well how can we make this solo be a winning solo as opposed mm-hmm. to the solo that spoke to your heart from the very beginning is, is that, that what I was trying to yeah do? no is that what you were trying to say and that that's what got lost in the fray well yeah because of the way that because of the because I was only competing specifically in certain places right in certain places that were geared towards I gotcha okay yeah yeah can I actually can I just interrupt and ask one more thing about that so actually just speaking to all of you because I have wondered this sometimes and sometimes I've even said it to one of my groups this year so you're going into a very certain environment this is what they want to see so I don't choreograph that. So I'm going to leave it up to you to decide how you're going to handle it. That's what I basically said mm-hmm. to one of the groups. Do you feel that I feel like you're telling me that you're being told how to feel, yes. interpret and relate a piece yeah. that is supposed to be coming from your heart, yeah. mm-hmm. which is almost impossible to tell someone to do. It's kind of like me looking around at all of you and saying, right now, I want you to be feeling deep, compassionate love for me because my right eye is twitching. <laughs> you all feel that, right? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was, absurd. it was just a huge disconnect because I never, every soul that I've had, I've always connected with. Right. And I've always really liked. So that was, this year was just kind of an off because I've never felt like that. Right. Especially when somebody was trying to. Augment it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point. I was going to say that, um, I went to her house last week and we were in her garage and there's just a wall of all these trophies that she won when she was younger. Right. And I said to her, and I said, um, oh, I can't remember what I said to you. Something just about how there was so many of them. Yes. Yeah. And she just said, well, I would have four or five souls a year. And so right. I, oh. I would get fourth, third, second, and first. Right. But it didn't mean anything when you get all yeah. those things. Yeah. And yeah. So I think... For her, like, not like, oh, goodness. That's she okay. That's not bad. That was only one. Happen. <laughs> it happen. It happened to someone else. Um, try, or getting <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, just spilled. <laughs> 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 water. Oh, goodness. Yes, I'm trying to drink water subtly and it's not working. Or <clears throat> getting out of that, um, that mentality of having to have all these things. Yes. Yeah. Um, was a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, and I think also when I, um, when I compete, I, I think about the placings and if I don't get first, you know, I think about how anyone can practice three minutes of choreography yeah. for hours mm-hmm. on yeah. end and perfect it. Yeah. But in an audition stamp, uh, place, you are the dance you are in that moment. You yeah. can't go off for hours mm-hmm. and practice yeah. it. You have to prove... Sometimes yeah. we wish we yeah. could. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's the dancer you are in that yeah. moment. And I think yeah. that uh, speaks a lot more for itself than a solo yeah. of three minutes that you've practiced yeah. every week for eight and, months. And that is such an incredibly uh, important comment that you just made there because I was talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about adjudicators. We were talking about a lot of things to do with the business. And she said, I can imagine what type of adjudicator you are. And I said, oh, really? She said, 
Yes, I can imagine that you really have definitive opinions about things and you really decide on who you like. And then that's just where I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, I am very strongly opinionated. Absolutely. Always have been. But um, to me, what I'm watching is a moment. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, there's so many things. Uh, let's, for instance, use contemporary because contemporary is that magical category of <laughs> dance that really is so many hundreds of things. You cannot say it's always going to be wearing and they're always going to do this and this element will always be there. Mm -hmm. It's it's all it's wonderfully all over the map. And there's so many factors that come in there. And for myself, you know how I've when I've taught all of you, I've been so clear about how I don't play favorites and favoritism mm -hmm. just is not in my universe. I can't stand it. But it's such an interesting human show oh, called a frailty. When a song comes on or a piece of music and it grabs my heart right away, the dancer hasn't even started. Mm -hmm. I'm already thinking, <gasps> and mm -hmm. two things happen. I can't wait to see what they've done with this, which is a dangerous one because the poor choreographer, they don't know that I love this song or that I know it or I've used it. It's not their fault. And then the second one is, oh, this means so much to me. <laughs> and, then mm -hmm. I, and then I have to shake it off literally in 10 seconds or less. Yes, I know, Taylor Swift. Um, and then I have to move on to, I have to move on to what's this moment showing me right now. And the most interesting thing about that is, is that I often get to do master classes with all of these dancers later, and oftentimes later in the festival. I, I really think it should be on the second or the third day so I get a chance to see them dance a bit. And the most interesting things occur Dancers that literally on stage, I was thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, whoa. Prodigious abilities and talents and, and things flying at me in class. I'm looking for them and I can't find them. I know they're there. And I'm looking around thinking, where did that where did that child go? Where is that team? And I realize they're OK. Like you said, if they practice for 75,000 hours, one piece, then their confidence gets up and then they hand me a perfectly polished piece of work. But when it comes to actually working, so to speak, working with your body, working with music, working with a different teacher and just dancing, their heart's not there. So I don't see them because I see a lot of exquisite bodies moving, doing exquisite things. But if there's not a heart behind it, it is amazing for me how I just see the bodies. And it's just like this massive, look at all this beautiful human skeletal structure and flesh. Look at those things yeah. happening. <laughs> but, you know, I don't connect to it. So mm -hmm. I think that I love that you're all in a place where you're starting to find your own way around that because maybe that's why, maybe that that's the real validity behind the competitive studios. Maybe it's the push to figure out, because I don't personally see the great validity for going out in the world unless you're streamlining into one particular avenue. <coughs> Bless you. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> Sneezes happen. Um, but I do wonder, I wonder if maybe all those experiences lend themselves to the fact that you can figure out who you are in relating to them. Do you want to speak to that? Um, yes, but it's okay. not about That's the okay. dancer necessarily. That's okay. Um, I wanted to say that I think the competition mindset could be debilitating for the creator of the piece, the yeah. choreographer, because... Um, not to put words in her mouth, but our choreographer did tell us at the beginning of the year that this our piece was one that she was really proud of, that mm -hmm. she really enjoyed. And when the negative feedback mm -hmm. came in, it hurt um, her. she was yeah. upset about it. Yeah. And I knew that it made her want to 
make it a better competition piece. Mm -hmm. And that made me kind of sad because I knew she'd liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know. I used to, you also. I was going to talk more about the professional side of it. Yeah. Go. Um, Because the professional side I'm talking about is more film and television. Yeah. Because I started doing that when I was 14. So I kind of understand (laughs) what it is. Um, But a lot of the time in that professional avenue, you will be working with people that have no idea yeah. what dances mm-hmm. and and um, they just they just don't know anything. And we were talking about would you say if you're a competitive dancer, yeah. they they always for some reason I don't know why, but they always turn it around the Olympics. Oh <laughs> no, literally and I I, I don't know I'm going with this again. <laughs> I think it's no structure. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So do you think they're, they're trying to, they're trying to relate. They're trying to see, does, is this a gold medal? Is this a, yeah, I think, so were you yeah, a gold medalist? I think that like, oh, Ooh, that one came out right away. Yeah, that came yeah. They don't really understand the yeah. placings and how they relate to dance. It, they yeah, right. to a different yeah, sport. Yeah, right. Well, I was, so right. it doesn't, that's sorry. Um, but it doesn't, it just, for me, it just doesn't matter mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Although you probably have some really nice, is it metal or is it mostly plastic? It's all plastic. Oh, you can't even melt you it down. You could have made a wear. neat lump and do some sculpting. <laughs> just think. Neat I was thinking of it. All those old fashioned statues were all, I, sorry, there's a funny story about that. <laughs> so I recently saw a statue. Sorry, I guess they're called. What are they? Trophies. Um, whoa. Uh, it's statue. been a while. <laughs> I saw a statue and it had a square underneath it and it said some names on it. Uh, yeah, so it was a trophy and it was dating back to my time. Mm-hmm. And out of curiosity, I thought, well, this is so interesting. I'm going to check out all the names. And that's what I found interesting was kind of it was it was a trip down memory lane. And it was also an interesting thing where I kind of thought, what happened to this person? What happened to this person? What happened to this person? And it was a big deal trophy. And then there were two people on there out of uh, nine or 10 or 11, two people that went into the professional dance world. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the names. Yeah. And it was an older person's trophy, 16, 17. And I was kind of thinking that is a very interesting comment. And that was back when competitions were a little yeah. bit more parsed down and there were really only two. So, okay, that. I think that gives me a lot of food for thought as as far as all of those thoughts. Uh, One thing that I did want to talk a little bit about while we're talking about dance specifically is uh, because I asked, would you be embarrassed to say that you came from a competitive dance school and were a competitive dancer? Do you have... Okay, let's talk about this from three different perspectives. At school, if some person, let's say that you find interesting and or attractive and or beguiling in some fashion mm-hmm. uh, asks you what type of dancer you are or what type of dance you oh, do which complex. one do yeah. you choose to say i say i immediately go i do everything that's what i said and then and they'll 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 automatically go towards whatever dance they know first so so oh so ballet or play right. or or you break dance or right. you do salsa yeah. <laughs> and then and then i go well and then i start listing them off. right right and then yeah so but i never go up to someone and say i'm this specific type of dancer right. i know that I'm for me personally yeah i i can't say that because it's i 
in my mind, well, not in my mind, but I do air quote everything and air right. quote because, right. but I can't, I can't categorize myself, but I know that some people who do everything air quote again, um, <laughs> will call themselves a hip hop dancer right? because that's probably the one they like the best or the one they do the most often or the one that they are most comfortable in. Right. Mm. Is there is there still that social acceptability about one type of genre over another? Just out of curiosity with your age group? If I tell someone that I do ballet, they go immediately, oh, so you twirl and oh, stuff? Oh, and they do yeah, that stupid ballet, thing over their head. And they, they yeah. do yeah. the little yeah. crooked yeah. sweat. Yeah. yeah, and then they tiptoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if oh, I, that's if, still around. Yeah, but if I tell <laughs> yeah. someone, oh, I, I'm a hip-hop dancer, yeah, they go, that's cool. oh, so do you dance to... to Blah, blah, Kendrick Lamar yeah. all the time, right. or or they'll go. So can you break dance? Right. Or or they'll go. Are you gonna compete on World of Dance anytime soon? Oh, are, are, do, are you? Or are you <laughs> no, gonna do? So you think you can that. dance? People, and that's another thing. People also measure how good of a dancer you are based on, on the, the mainstream yeah. image of dance. Yeah. And yeah. my yeah. relatives will always ask me. So I really do, are you gonna go on? So you think you can dance? Yeah. You can totally do it. Blah 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 blah. And you're yeah. just kind of, I wouldn't go on that yeah. show to be honest yeah. yeah it's that that well i'm going to come back to that because that's a very interesting point I'm just yes gonna, um, go off of that yeah keep going um that we were doing an interview for dance uh, after we competed one of our dances <laughs> and we were asked um w- would any of you go on i saw that interview and, yeah. and you all and just no, started no, laughing we, no, no. we, we no, look, at, we look no. at each other and just go and no. do, you, do you see his reaction? Yeah, he was, he was so taken aback, and that's everybody's <laughs> reaction because what? that's what they think is the cream of the crop. Yeah. That is, yeah. wow, that honestly, is the best. Yeah, no, honestly, I have a hard time talking about dance with people because mm-hmm. they just don't get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's and all they I see. Don't. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet with anyone else, like swimmers or gymnasts, they go, wow. "So are you going to go to the Olympics?" Olympics. Right. Yeah, and then exactly. they probably either go, or yeah, maybe I'll try. Or probably the majority of people are kind of. No, uh, I don't, this I don't think so. Yeah. A lot of pressure or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's kind of what is the Olympics is kind of the mainstream yes. thing for yes. them. Yes. Yes. Going off of what you um, asked. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> this, this, part made me, this part made me so angry. Um, so there was, there was a guy who was really attractive. Yes. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Yes. And, um, you know, we were actually hitting it off. We were doing really good. And he said this. And he said, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a dancer. And he said, oh, are you going to continue dancing? Yes. And I said, yeah, I am. (laughs) And he said, oh, so you're not going to have a life. Yeah, I get that too. I get that. So you're just yeah. going to be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> is this a normal, uh, I'm going to use the air quotes here. Is this a normal person guy? So just a, a kid. A random. Uh, a, no, a not guy. dancer. Oh, oh I oh, see. It so oh, he's comparing God. it to the NHL where you make oh, billions of dollars. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and that you'll never get into. Yeah. When training hours get involved, I'm about to slap somebody. You know how many hockey <laughs> oh, players yeah. I've said to me? Because we talk about our training. Right. And they go, oh, I've done 15 hours a week, maybe. And yeah. then they said, oh, but that's not actually exercise. Oh, oh wow. no, yes, it's actually a whole podcast. Yeah. Okay, well, I've yeah. given up on saying that dance is a sport because it really isn't. Isn't. Yeah. But it's it requires just as much athletic ability, ability as, as mm-hmm. 
Pretty much every single. Well, it's actually it's actually that's so interesting you bring that up because I had a a conversation with a friend the other night, and she was talking. She comes from a very modern contemporary perspective, and she was talking about how much she can't stand that dance is a sport, and you know she just said it takes away all the artistic integrity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was listening, and I was thinking, now that's it's an opposing viewpoint. It's very, very on the far end of those two viewpoints are on the far end of the spectrum. And I have to say that I have always been weirdly. different from everybody else's opinion and right in the middle of that because when I was about 15 I went through all the same frustrations that you're all saying now they were different because there was no so you think you can dance so it was all right away the goofy tutu you know thing and and then they'd look at me but maybe it was lucky that I had big muscles naturally because they were kind of goes but how'd you get those and I just went I was just I just bought them just down the, down the road at the old 7-Eleven. <laughs> Picked them up, you but they'd look over the outfit. <laughs> it's really hard to explain to people how difficult it is yeah. to be a dancer. Because it's just there's not... so much stigma around it that's, mm-hmm. oh, you just put on a tutu and twirl around. It's just not your recognized. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really not what it is. And yeah. it's not a manly sport at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's not really that. It's not considered bad for a man to dance. Mm-hmm. It's normal. It's not. But it's the not. It's not yeah. tough. It's not as difficult. But it is. But That's it is. the thing, yeah. right? But the, but the thing that makes it even more difficult is that we're not supposed to show how hard it is. That's I'm, the hardest thing. Un, right unlike, there. unlike, yes. I'm just gonna sorry. Soccer players who the minute they get tripped, they're they falling on yeah. the ground. Yeah. They're crying. You know. You know. So it's just we <laughs> well, can't do that. And the other aspect of that too that uh, that you just brought up, which I love, is is that you're not even talking about, you're talking about the physicality of it. And you all know, let's, let's just stick you in an advanced ballet class with maybe a teacher who doesn't uh, approach things from a more kinesthetically aware perspective. You know how hard you're working and how hard Mm -hmm. everything is working to try and achieve something and possibly hurting yourself at the time. And then, you know, mentally what you're going through because you're fighting with yourself. You're thinking, this isn't good for me and I don't even like it. And why am I doing it? And then emotionally, you're so frustrated because you think, I can't believe I'm going through this. Yeah. And then it takes everything. And then out of psychologically, it. you're staring in the mirror thinking, I look like the biggest turd that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right? That, that is so an extremely it, it accurate way. Like, <laughs> all your energy is not only going into one thing, into mm-hmm. dribbling a ball. or I mean, there's more to it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely give them more credit yeah. than that, you know? Yeah. But it's going into how am I looking, how am I expressing my emotions right now? How am I looking... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> growl, there it growl. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's just how am I presenting myself? And how am I perceived? And how am I perceived? Yeah. And where's my mind at right now? Because you really have to be in the moment to do your best you can do. And I'm also going to use an example from the past three days. I've been um, training, but also just we've had three five hour sessions wow. of. Uh, choreography so you have to pick up all that choreography yeah. and by the third hour your mind is just oh, buzzing dead. Yeah. and I, I'm looking my, in myself on the mirror and just going yo my hands look so weird right now and, I, <laughs> and I'm, supposed to be, I'm supposed to be learning this choreo so you have to stay in it for so long even yeah. though you're not necessarily swimming for five hours yeah. but you're you're there you're yeah. mentally physically emotionally you're all there yeah and then I was it's a popping Choreo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a type of hip hop. Yeah. And and <laughs> it's a style. And even though you don't in popping you're not necessarily 
throwing yourself around mm-hmm. and going on the floor, then getting back up, then jumping and oh, whatever you're, you're, there's so much tension so in much your control. body and yeah. you have to be so in there. So even when you're not doing much in dance, the energy that you hold in your body is exhausting and you don't know how exhausting it is until practice is over mm-hmm. or the competition is over and you get home and everything is hurting. Mm-hmm. You're tired. You're, you're barely even hungry because you just want to go to bed, but you mm-hmm. know, you have to eat. It's just, it's just, yeah. you have to do schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. And then some people are contacting you about, getting a life and going outside and all you would just want to do is lay in your bed cry cry. <laughs> and it's you're you're there yeah. so much every part of you has to be in that room yeah and it's exhausting yeah it's exhausting i think that is the biggest um missing link from a lot of the discussion around dance especially with your peer group which i think unfortunately if you're discussing it with a an athlete and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give it a gender sort of specificity but in the male gender, particularly at this age group, there is such a desire to assert and mm-hmm. overcome and and show a certain amount of prowess in order to succeed. So I feel like the competitive edge really gets an edge mm-hmm. to it. So I feel as though perhaps in three or four years, that same conversation might have a slightly more rounded effect and possibly a bit more fleshed out. Right now, it's a little black and white. I think that the so you think you can dance phenomena, so to speak, is uh, a very interesting one because someone asked me this about five years ago. They said, do you think it's done good for the dance world or harm? And I said, I will I will give you both answers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that the fact that it's exposed to Fred and their dog in the trailer far, far away in Arkansas, up in a mountain, flicks on the television channel and watches people do stuff he's never seen before in his life, never would go to a dance studio, never would go to a dance performance and sits there and watches it for 10, 15, 20 minutes and maybe gets engaged and thinks, cool, Mm -hmm. I love that. The fact that it's developed into this whole other stream of humanity that thinks that's all there is to hope that's for. That's what the best that looks like. That is the mm-hmm. pinnacle of all you will ever reach. And that, and the other, I just, sorry, I'm, I'm arguing with myself here. The other thing <laughs> I wanted to talk about was that many, many years ago, I think it was about six, they had one clip with, uh, and it never came back again, showing what the dancers actually went through for the the top 10. And it showed a CAT scan and a uh, ambulance coming someone being dropped from a lift mm-hmm. uh you know people bandaged and bruises it, it, it was the most wonderful thing i thought yes show more of that because now people are getting an idea they go on stage for what is it a minute and 30 it's nothing yeah. it's it, it's a breath in the wind and there's about 95 different things packed into that that are all absurdly difficult stupidly tricky and and obscenely acrobatic and everyone says wow that is some amazing dancer and I think to myself, no, that's an amazing technician. And that technician is probably hurting from the tip of mm-hmm. their hair follicles to the bottom of their toe pads. And I'm going to guess that when they go home, they have to retire for three months before they can move on to the next yeah. thing because their body is broken. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, that needs to be spoken to a lot more. Yeah. I think I think um, when you see the reason dance gets such... Uh, kind of oh you dance kind of a, a prissy yes yeah. vibe that's yeah. cute oh is because when you see a dance performance you're seeing them on stage let's say two minutes to to an actual performance of yeah 
two half hours. An hour, two, two hours. hours. <laughs> yep, I meant to say two hours for sure. I'm of, pushing, of people, pushing for classical yeah. ballet to be recognized right now. <laughs> That's true. Of people looking good. Mm-hmm. That's all you see. Mm-hmm. But you don't see what goes on behind the scenes of people falling, of yeah. people cha- having to change the, the choreo. <laughs> <laughs> and of people having to change the choreo because yeah. something's not working out, of relentless hours of back and forth, of of you fighting your body to keep going. They don't see that. But when you see a soccer match, yeah. you see them playing the game. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's nothing yeah. of them. That's what they do in practice, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, you know. Because yeah. um, no one's going to pay to see soccer players warming up <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so they're gonna true. play this be kind of interesting gonna, yeah, yeah that'd be interesting yeah. they're gonna pay to see the game yeah but for us they're paying to see a performance not paying to see the game that yeah. we play with ourselves yeah that's so true Denise. yeah that's an yeah, it's excellent <laughs> look at that wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's an, it's an excellent excellent way of, of putting it and the other thing too is is that they don't see, and I was thinking about this, um, just watching a backstage scene at a show recently, because uh, I love to be backstage. That's my favorite spot. Watching someone <laughs> with their foot fully taped, and then just uh-huh. before they went on stage, ripping off all yeah. the tape mm-hmm. to, go oh, dance. to go dance. And I'm watching and thinking, no, 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 I'll help you tape that again. No, no, come back. Yeah. But then I heard it be reinforced by their director saying, yeah, take that tape off. I don't want anyone to see that. Yeah, that. And I was thinking to myself... Why the hell not? What's wrong with seeing that that person is working so hard? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they're working through it because they feel such a sense of commitment to the work, to the piece, to the group, to be on stage at this moment. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually think that's honorable. I, I No, let me take that back. I actually get very angry at the dancer for hurting themselves. And then we have a little lecture talk afterwards. But I also... <laughs> Get, I think that it's very honorable that someone does that. Mm-hmm. So taking it off and making it a big secret just makes me frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we concur? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's what makes dancers... Dancers that I meet every single time are some of the toughest people that mm-hmm. I've ever oh, met yeah. in my life. Not only physically, but mm-hmm. emotionally and mm-hmm. mentally. We really honestly sometimes go through hell yeah. to get <laughs> to where we have to be. Yeah. Right? And it's just crazy how... That's why sometimes it really does bother me how dance has gotten a rep of just kind of being beautiful, pretty, cute, wow, lovely. Mm -hmm. Oh, you dance or you on your tippy toes all the time. That's not what I feel Mm -hmm. every single day after dance. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel great, but I also feel terrible. Yeah, I feel like them with the twenty hours a week, and they just start they they get so confused. They get really confused, (laughs) and they go, "What do you do for For twenty hours hours a week?" And I I go, "Dude, I dance." I I say, "Dude," and bro a lot. (laughs) But we're having some linguistic issues. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I. I think that uh, just to culminate our discussion, I I guess I just want, if you don't mind, just to go around the room and for, uh, I want a very simple, either yes or no, or if you would like to give it a sentence, answer to do you think, so this is directed to each of you, do you think that dance, your training, your specific training is going to make you more, I'm not going to say successful because that's not my thing, more fulfilled in life. You. Oh, um, I'm just going to say 100%. And I can't, I can't tell you why. Just, I, yes, it will definitely make me more fulfilled in life because it's taught me 
again, to be tough, but it's also taught me how to work with others, how to act in certain situations, how to respect others. When, the, when it's a good time to speak up and say something, when's a good time to honestly hold it in, when's a good time to um, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. or when's a good time to just kind of push through. Mm-hmm. So it's made me more aware of others, but also more aware of myself. And it's exposed some parts of me that I don't like, that mm-hmm. I'm able to work on now, mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't have known if I'd never taken my first ballet class at two and a half years old, you know? It's Were just, you two and a half? I was. Oh, that's Mommy so and me class. Exactly, you know? <laughs> and I, I honestly don't think my mom was expecting this to happen. <laughs> you just stick with it quite so far. Yeah. Yes. But it's, and I am, if, even if I wasn't planning on going into dance as, as a career, yeah. I am forever grateful for what I've learned through dance. Right. More than just in a dancer perspective, in a human being perspective Mm -hmm. you know and it's i'm grateful for the teachers who've taught me that but i'm also grateful from the experiences that i've gone through okay to have learned that so yeah beautifully said (laughs) and you uh yes yes okay um yes too yeah yes Yes, and it has already been elaborated a lot already, so I will go to the next one. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I would say yes, too. Um, I think from a school standpoint, um, I've I've had to learn how to cram five hours of work yeah. into two and a half. Right. And mm-hmm. um, people will say to me, I don't know how you do it. And honestly, I don't know how I do it yeah. either. I just have yeah. to do it because that's the only time I have to. Right. So I think that has um, allowed me to kind of, I don't know, ch- not change me, but mm-hmm. morph me into someone that knows, like, when I got to get, not, not like. Um, <laughs> you just you know, know yourself I just, better. I just, yeah, and yeah. I know that if I got to do something, I have to do it now because yeah. that's mm-hmm. the only time for me mm-hmm. to get. And just giving me a better work ethic, per se. Okay. Yes, because I'll make it very short. Um, I think dance teaches you not only a dancer life knowledge, mm-hmm. but a human soul mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah. And that is a beautiful comment to finish on. And I want to thank all of you for coming in to Sarah's space. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're very <laughs> welcome. It was wonderful. Such energy. And it's a little warm in here. So uh, we will bid our listeners adieu. And uh, we will probably all talk again soon. This has been very enjoyable. Thank you all. Thank you.